in week 12 of the NFL season, Lamar causes a fuss with Gus, Atlanta throw Dan Quinn under the bus, and the MVP race leaves Seattle and Russ. This week, we do nothing but cuss. You're listening to The Snap UK. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Snap UK podcast, your weekly review of all things NFL by those in the know on this side of the pond. I'm Johnny Frash and with me at the round table I have Fourth and Inches, Jimmy G and Griff. The Vikings, Chargers, Chiefs and Cardinals were all on the bye, but no matter. Week 12 served up yet more wins for those at the top and further misery for those at the bottom. Some teams were eliminated from playoff contention, whilst others only continued to cement their postseason hopes. We even got to watch Jeff Driscoll take on Dwayne Haskins, which was something. Uh, but let's get uh, let's get this party started with a look at the best team in the NFC. The 49ers took on and dismantled the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. Uh, Jimmy G and friends putting up 37 points while holding Aaron Rodgers to just 104 yards. Is this the game where we finally anoint the Niners as the NFC's representatives in the Super Bowl? I'd like to start by saying I was doing that two weeks ago, but the Packers shit the bed here. All right? <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the, they were a team coming in. They were 8-1, weren't they, the Packers? All right. 8-2. Eight 8-2. And two. Eight and two. Not quite. I was, almost, I was almost there. But th- they're a team that this should have been a more competitive game. Well, this there's, should... there's a reason they flexed it into prime time because everyone was expecting it to be a very competitive game. You know, what some of the best defence against what should have been the best offence under Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers. But like you say, he properly shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> that foot on his defence is it's pretty something in it. It is. I think like they, they've, you know, they've invested a lot in the in the defensive line, and I think the the missing piece was always an edge, edge a, a true edge rusher, which they've got now. Nick Bosa, he's undeniably the defensive rookie of the year. I can't think of anyone else that comes close to him. I think he's even challenging for defensive player of the year. There are a few others that are, are doing as well, so he probably won't win that. But it was. I think it wasn't just the defense. The offense turned up as well. They looked. You know, I don't think the Green Bay defense was terrible. They got to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo three times and they put him under pressure. But the scheming that Carl Shannon had had just had them all over the shop. Like the the George Kittle touchdown and sixty-one yard pass. He was more or less completely open. Um, and that's a tight end. It's not a speedy wide receiver. Okay, he's he's fast for a tight end, but he was completely wide open. There was no pressure on Jimmy G. It was an easy throw to him to make. It was a good throw, all the same, but it, you know, he was able to run in for for a tu- for a touchdown. The uh, uh, I didn't play Debo in a fantasy this week, uh, but uh, his yards after catch are just insane, absolutely insane as well. He's like a, I think in terms of yards after catch and his ability to run, he's like a running back because he's he's slightly squatter. He's, he's strong. He's very quick. I think he, he reminds me a little bit like Antonio Brown and that he is a bit smaller than your traditional wide receiver, but he catches the ball and you just can't catch him. He reminds me very much of when Shanahan was at the Falcons and you had Taylor Gabriel, yeah. who for all intents has been terrible since. Yeah. 
But in Atlanta that season, he was phenomenal. He seems to have taken that spot in Shanahan's scheme. Yeah. And this is we we argued last week about Garoppolo. And this is one one of the games where he is clean. He didn't throw any interceptions, two touchdowns, decent com- a pass completion, nearly seventy five percent, fourteen from twenty, 253 yards. One of the stats that came out, I think, kind of Peter King had it in his uh, in his article this week was on ten drives a season that immediately followed one of his one, followed interception. Garoppolo has completed thirty two of thirty five passes for, for two hundred eighty eight yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. So yeah, if he does throw an interception, he is capable of doing it. He does throw wayward passes here and there, but he's got that ability to just forget about it and move on, which I think is a, a massive strength for a quarterback. But on Sunday, he was almost flawless. You, you think there hasn't actually been that much movement in the roster before the start of this season, had there? Other than Nick Bosa. Yeah, I mean, it's only on the defensive side that there was a lot of changes. So Bosa and D Ford came in, but aside from that, they just he just seems to be have this X factor because the you know that beat hard and Mullins didn't have last season. He's clearly a better quarterback. Nobody's nobody's claiming otherwise. Um, and it continues to make good progress. I will take issue with the fact that the Packers' defense was pretty terrible, and they have slowly been failing to provide proper coverage since week one when they started off hot, and they're just getting worse. Uh, more of a problem in this game is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has now played 85 career games away from Lambeau Field. How many has he won? 27. No, it's more than that. 42. Uh, yes, it's 42. What, he is 42. That number out, yeah. he, is, he is 42 <laughs> and 43 away from Lambeau in his career, which is a god-awful number for a man who has supposedly been one of the best three quarterbacks in the last 12 years, right? That... No, supposedly. He's been one of the best three quarterbacks of the last Yeah, but that's that years. tells you maybe he's not. It tells you the team isn't the best. How many losing seasons has Russell Wilson had? None. Yeah, but none. Russell Wilson's the first quarterback with eight consecutive winning seasons to start a career. And the only reason Tom Brady doesn't have that is because he, he got started. Injured. He didn't but, start yeah. the first season. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't start the first season. But my point being is, Aaron Rodgers has clearly been very good, but it's been dressed up. How many times in the last four years has Aaron Aaron Rodgers' team been blown out by thirty points? Oh, but this isn't getting blown out by the Bengals. This is getting blown out by a very, very good team. It is, but still. How many times How many times have the Patriots been blown out in five years? How many times? Yeah, but Twice? That, but that's, that's inconsistent. That's you're comparing, you're comparing apple, apples and shitty fruit. Uh, well, no, no. I, I, what, I'll, what I'm comparing <laughs> is New England and Greenbrae, Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers, because those, those two quarterbacks and those two teams are supposed to be rivals. Well, they are, but, but the, the pa- Pats are good. The Pats have been to the Super Bowl four times in those five years. Green Bay have got a new head coach, a young defence, some receivers, apart from Devontae Adams, never heard of. They, you know... Yeah, but at the same point... You can't compare. But at the same point, look at the receivers that Tom Brady's had. Tom Brady's throwing to you, me, and... That that first ballot Hall of Famer tight end. Who's that? Gronk. Well, he's not throwing to him this season. This and, season. He's not, and he's look, not looking very good. And, and, and he missed half of the games over his last three years. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. And running backs. The running back stable in New England changes every year. It does not do that in Green but, Bay. 
but you had Super Bowl winner Legarrette Blount. Blunt. Blount. Yeah, but the point is they made him into a Super Bowl. They made him into a Super Bowl winner. And they didn't bring a, him on as a well, season. Well, well, Belichick. And the yes. defence. Who do you put it on? Do you put it on Rodgers and Brady? Or do you put it on Mike McCarthy and Belichick? Well, yeah. all of it. It's, it's packages. Or do you, do you put it on the, a team building? I'm just saying you can't say, say Rodgers isn't a top three quarterback because I'm he not, gets blown out. I'm not it's saying he's the not. whole team. I'd say that, but I'm saying yeah. if, you, if, I, if, you gave, if you gave... If I had a team and I had a drive to win the game, I'd want... You'd have a pick of uh, quarterbacks to do it. You'd probably want an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady of a few years ago, or Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's fair. I think, but, but it doesn't mean he's a bad player. No. It just means he's currently playing in a oh, bad team. If what? it's a fourth quarter drive to equal or win, I'd want Matt Stafford. But he's played for a Dross team. That's fair. I think mean, the, the biggest issue we've I've highlighted this last season with Aaron Rodgers is this leadership ability and well his complete yes. lack of it. I don't think he's the player that when the chips are down and you're starting to lose even a tight game or you know, yeah. a not so tight game like they were, he's not the he's not the quarterback I want lead, leading the team. Let's face it, the, the, the drive where they did score some points, where they scored like eight points, but bear in mind at that point they were 20, 23 nil down. They took eight minutes to complete that drive. I don't know if that's on the coach or if that's on Aaron Rodgers not wanting to play a fast game. But you're 23 points down. Yeah, you've got to speed. That's got to be speed up. And I can that, and that I will go with. And he's. It does feel very much on the downward curve for the last couple of years. But I'm just saying. All right, people, just but just, to ba- base that. But, but here's on, the here's the point of comparison, right? Players with better away records than Aaron Rodgers include Alex Smith, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers. So Philip Rivers is. By, so by passing yardage and touchdowns, is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But regularly on this show, we slate him for being a choker. The last few seasons. Yeah, but, okay. but I'm talking specifically about the last five. It, it's a career thing for Rodgers, but I'm, I'm focusing on the last two, five. Two-time Super Bowl winning MVP, Eli Manning. Of course he's better than Rodgers. I'm just saying, like, there are... And who was the other one? So Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Yeah. The ultimate game manager. The yeah. ulti- well, not anymore because he's injured, so yeah. that mantle has passed to Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't got a leg to stand on this year. <laughs> <laughs> he really, really doesn't. Um, also, we're on a smaller game sample size, but it did make me chuckle, uh, next on the list is Matt Sharp. Has a much better away winning percentage uh, by roughly 30% over... Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, it just tells you stats can prove anything. Yeah, it, it does. Do- I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just we, saying. We've been watching Aaron Rodgers slowly descend into not being an all-conquering quarterback for years. Yeah, yeah. injuries have had an effect, and you would. There are easily five or six quarterbacks you would take ahead of him now, and yet we're always told to watch out for Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, because even that, on that case, he's still the sixth best quarterback. He seems to be a bit like Elway in his last few years at Denver, where it's not that bad. <laughs> no, but I mean, to be fair, th- th- it seems to be a similar scheme of, yeah, he's a great quarterback. Here's some running backs. <laughs> yeah, and that, all, all good quarterbacks need running backs. I just, I, I'm yet to have been impressed by Rodgers this season. He's had one or two decent games. He's had and one or two great games. Right, he's had one or two great games. He's and had then, a perfect passer rating with four touchdowns and then, in one game. And then he's had four or five really poor games where sometimes the team has carried him and sometimes it hasn't. And I don't understand. And, and I, I say, I've said the same about Brady. The, the New England team is carrying Brady. The, this Packers team has to carry Aaron Rodgers now. He does not make the team a winner. He's just part of the system. 
I don't think that's unfair at all. No, I don't think it is. On to happier things. The depth for the 49ers defense is looking... Happier for who? Happier for me. The depth of the 49ers defense is seriously impressive. This, this team is, is seriously going all the way. I mean, uh, even look like with Quan Alexander going, up, going out, Fred Warner stepped up and has been amazing. He had 11 tackles uh, on, on Sunday night. Um, and he's had the most tackles in the team. He's led the team in tackles in each of the last four games and three sacks and two forced fumbles. He's stepped up. Dre Greenlaw stepped up. And even on the cornerbacks now, Killer Witherspoon's come back and he can't get in the team because undrafted free agent Emmanuel Mosley is playing lights out opposite Richard Sherman. Did uh, did Eric Armstead leave this game with an injury? Uh, I didn't. Because he has ten, uh, ten sacks he this has season. Ten sacks on the season. Uh, he's been incredibly impressive, and I thought I saw that he got an injury designation and didn't come back into the game. But I haven't been able to find it while we've been sitting here. So hopefully he's not out for too long because he's a machine on your defense. There was a uh, so DJ Jones who they brought in when um, one of the other defensive tackles was injured. I think he's now got a broken arm, but he carried on playing with a broken arm. I only found out afterwards. Uh, why not? He's I mean, now like gone on to injured injury reserve um, but there's still there's still enough talent on that defensive line to trouble most teams I think uh, without doubt so uh, she mentioned that elsewhere in the Packers division the uh, Vikings the Vikings who didn't play had the biggest win basically yeah because this it just keeps oh, yeah. them so in touch were they joint top of that division yeah, yeah eight, eight and, and two they're both eight and two I think Packers this have it just on the, the fact that they beat the Vikings. Yeah, they do. Season. But this is this, this was by far the best thing that could happen to Vikings. But they managed to win, and they didn't have to rely on Kirk Cousins. Is effectively what happened. That's an, <laughs> that's an amazing weekend <laughs> for everybody. Kirk, Kirk Cousins should be in that MVP contendership at the moment. Yeah, but he's Kirk Cousins. I know. It's the same reason why it's Matt that, Stafford wouldn't have been, even if he was still playing. It is. It, it is, is amazing. So unfashionable. Yeah, no, it's such an unfashionable, unfashionable shout. But you know, was it twenty-four touchdowns to three interceptions? Yeah, yep. something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a big. Yeah, that was a big win for them. And I think the key now is I think the Packers have to go to Minnesota to play them later in the season. I mean, it's the second to last game, so that is a probably a win or bust game. Well, should we mention uh, elsewhere in the NFC, the Saints and the Panthers clashed uh, in uh, the tightest of tight games. The Saints come out on top thanks to, we're going to say it again, more awful kicking. So for a guy whose surname is Sly, he was pretty evident, wasn't he? <laughs> Two missed PATs and a, a field goal, I believe it was 28 yard, it had a 93.5% chance of being made. It is the worst miss by percentage chance of being made of the season. And he didn't just miss. He, like We could have done a better job. Stoink. It was bad. The guy looks like he bench presses he, about 400 pounds. He needs to just work on his kicking. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop trying to man up with all the other guys in the team <laughs> because the only reason you need to feel more manly is because you're crap at kicking. <laughs> just be better at your job. This was not good. But the Saints probably deserved to win this, but they only won no, it. No, no. The Saints, the Saints didn't deserve to win it because the Panthers should have beat them. Well, it, this would have tied the game. Slice kicking. This would have tied the game, and you get yeah. the feeling Breeze would have outplayed Allen in an overtime scenario. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, this was, the, this was the first game this season where Breeze averaged more than eight yards per attempt. So he really was... That was to win the game, wasn't it? Before he had eight yards per attempt. It was 31-31. Yep. And uh, then they went up the other end. Yeah, you can say that yeah, the so, Saints probably would have gone up the other end and done so, exactly what but, they did. Yeah, I mean, but the um, the Saints weren't playing well. They weren't, and they've lost um, 
their left guard and left tackle who have both got injured. I think they're both going to be out for a month. So that's a that's going to be a problem. Back in time for the playoffs, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but no. Is it not more of a concern that Alvin Kamara just isn't playing very well? They just don't seem to be rushing very often at all. Like even Latavius Murray's been has been really really good actually at the Saints. But even he only had seven carries for sixty four yards. Kamara eleven carries for fifty four yards. It's an average of four point nine yards per carry, which you'd be happy with. Um, I don't know. They, they seem to be using him more as a decoy than anything else. Hasn't he was a touchdown machine last year? He hasn't yeah, had no. one since Tell week me. six. This Tell year? me about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Some of us odd, have him in his fantasy team. It's an odd regression. That's all. It just it strikes me as very odd. Some, <laughs> something that hasn't gone backwards is Michael Thomas, 101 yards this week, uh, 10 receptions. I think he needs to average eight receptions a game to break the record over the rest of the season, which you could easily see him doing because he's like the n- number one to free option for Breeze. Well, yeah, Jared is he free? Cook is... No. Is he free? No. Is he free? <laughs> a little bit. I'll pass it to me. Is he yeah. triple covered? Yeah. He's not quadruple covered. Give him the ball. <laughs> well, when numbers two and three are Ted Ginn and Traquan Smith, you know, you might as well just throw out Michael Thomas and hope for the best. Jared Cook played well, 99 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah great yeah. for my fantasy team. Uh, absolutely. Do you know who's who are, who's had a, a really sneaky good season though this, this, this year? is DJ Moore, the wide receiver of the Panthers. He had six receptions, 126 yards, two touchdowns. But that's just a typical aspect. He's been playing really well all season. I've had him in my fantasy league because I've noticed him more. He consistently getting me 10, 15 points every week. I love that there were stats that came out. He was getting a bit of a pasting I saw on Twitter before the game. Because touchdown numbers. He hadn't scored since week two. Yeah, he had one touchdown going into this game. Heck of a product. I mean, look, they've got Christian McCaffrey. If they get within five yards of the of the goal line they're going to be giving it to Christian McCaffrey or they're going to be uh, doing a play action and passing it to Christian McCaffrey so for DJ Moore to score he probably has to score from a long way out but he's getting them up and down he's doing what Julio Jones does for the Falcons a couple of years back where he wasn't getting any touchdowns but he's getting them up and down the field as well yeah, he, I think he's been quietly impressive. I, I don't know what else you could have, especially for a team that's had the turnover at quarterback. And yeah, you know. I mean, let's remember who's throwing to him at the moment as well. Hey, I, I think Kyle Allen's doing a fine job. No problem there. I mean, the, the loss is not on him. He was keeping up with Drew Brees. What, yeah. what more do you want a young guy to do? You're Be keeping, Drew Brees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keeping your team in a race with Drew Brees. It's also, remember, the Saints were about uh, Marshall Latimer as well, their number one cornerback. So yeah. it wasn't the full yeah. Saints defensive. But this time of the year, that's true of every team. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Um, you, have to, you have to have he, depth there. Every other team didn't have Marshall Latimer either. No, absolutely. <laughs> but he, he ended up with a higher quarterback rating and only... Uh, and only one point behind in passer rating, I believe, Carl Allen over Drew Brees. So yep. well, he, I just, I don't know, I don't think you, you can even look to him. He's had a fine season for what is basically a rookie and the rest of the team is is now not able to keep up. When you've got Christian McCaffrey in your team and he's been putting up the numbers he's been putting up, you shouldn't ever at any point in the season have a losing record. But they do because the defence comes and goes depending on how they feel. And some of the coaching decisions are not brilliant. And this week, the kicking was not brilliant. In fact, it was pretty poor. So, I don't... There's just no way you can point any fingers at Kyle Allen. It's not on him. He had that one awful game a few weeks ago when he had four interceptions. Yeah. Other than that, I mean... He had a pretty bad game against the 49ers as well. No, but that was the 49ers. They just destroyed <laughs> yeah, him. Um, as they will do to a lot of people. Do you think... Uh Riverboat Ron's gone at the end of the season. No, I don't think he's gone because I think he will say, Cam Newton's out here, we're sticking with Kyle Allen, give me another season to work with this quarterback. Oh, that that's is all that's, that's a big risk for 
to put your coaching career on the line for Riverboat Ron. Yeah. But you look at some of the other teams, you know, Marvin Lewis was awful. Yeah, but that's the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, but at least he made the Bengals serviceable. Is, I mean, the Panthers, are David Tepper, the owners, he came in last season, new owner. He probably didn't want to rock the boat too much in his first off season. Now he's had a season to kind of properly bed in, see what he's got. So do you think he's going to rock the riverboat then? I could see him not only rocking the riverboat, but getting rid of the whole front office and starting again. Because I think if they are going to... I mean, if they are going to get rid of Cam Newton, that's almost saying, right, well, we need to go into a, a mini rebuild. I think they've got a lot of pieces on, on offense. They've got a lot of pieces on defense, but they've never really kind of, well, the last few years, they've, they've never really put it all together. No. Shout for Eric Reed on this team, though. He had God. 11 solo tackles, 15 tackles in total. No one else had more than five solo tackles on the Panthers' defense. That's, that's a mightily he impressive was, day. He was, he was everywhere. He's a mightily impressive player. I loved him when he was at the 49ers. I was gutted they let him go. And uh, on the Saints' defence, I know Lackmore wasn't there, but yeah, if you are five yards from goal, I probably would watch McCaffrey. They just kept losing him. And then, you know, it's easy to say, but yeah. Every time. I think he'd be the guy you'd be focused on. We, sat, we sat there on Red Zone thinking, well, we're watching it going, well, McCaffrey's in 10 yards of space. How is he <laughs> again in 10 yards of space? Um, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, did you know on their defence for the Saints they have a player called Shy Tuttle? No, it just sounds like a turtle that never comes out of his shell. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just sits there on the line, just in a little shell suit, and never does anything. Shy Tuttle, there he is. <laughs> He's not playing today, uh, but he did outperform Eli Apple. Do you remember him? Yeah, an apple, an apple a day keeps the championship away. <laughs> it certainly does. So, uh, remaining in the NFC, the the Seahawks uh, had a. It was a turgid game, really. Pretty uh, horrible. E- but they beat the Eagles 17-9, which saw Wentz uh, injure his hand and Richard Penny put up his first 100-yard game of the season. Um, the Eagles are getting worse, aren't they? The defence is getting good. I think, like... The defence is steadily improving. The offence is yeah, falling off the a cliff. The offence is terrible. They've had one touchdown in the last 24 drives. You know, since uh, Frank Reich, he of the Third Reich, left... The Eagles, Wentz is 10 and 12 as a starter. He needs coaching. His mechanics are off. His timing is off. He was throwing balls at open receivers that were four yards above their head. It was on him. Some of it was. When Wilson's doing the same thing, you have to, you have to Wilson did it once. Wilson had that rollout where he threw to the end zone and the ball floated above the guy's head yeah. in the wind. The yeah. guy, yes, absolutely. The guy who was my tight end yeah. fantasy. And absolutely. And that's Wilson like never before. It was a terrible throw. And it's like they said on the coverage, he basically saw the easiest throw going and just floated it over there and the wind took it and carried yeah. it. But Wentz did it six, seven, eight times. It was really, really awful stuff. And it's not, it's not just this week in the bad weather. He's been doing that this all season. Yeah. He just, he looks like a different player. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not. They have got I'm not a heck of a lot of injuries on that, and I know, and I know he was overthrowing receivers, but they got injuries on the offensive line as well. They, the running game's not done anything at all. Well, they got so Jay Ajayi in uh, six carries for 16 yards. That was well worth turning up for from London. Well, yeah, done. but Carson Wentz had five carries for 27 yards. Yes, like. he did. It's this is a team that just just imagine what they could have done with a Super Bowl MVP at quarterback. <laughs> well, the point is, at the moment, they couldn't do any worse. Nick Foles wouldn't have, have any more trouble than Carson Wentz. I'm not... You know, Wentz is a, an excellent and well-talented athlete, but it's the coaching of him that's the problem. 
I do laugh. We had that whole, the whole debate last year of like, oh, you know, w- would you keep Foles or Wentz? Because I mean, Foles is Foles, and you know, but Vence Vence is always Vince. injured, Vince. and of course, what happens is Foles gets first injured. game gets injured. So uh, yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, like I say, Wilson. The, the weather did play a part. Wilson only thirteen of twenty five, two hundred yards, had a pick. Six sacks on Wilson. And was sacked six. He was running for his life. If you're telling me the Philadelphia O-line isn't great, the Seahawks O-line is is pants. It's terrible. And he's the only reason they stay in games. Oh, gotcha. I mean, it was good to see Richard Penny put up 129 yards and a touchdown. But Chris Carson was equally disappointing on the day. It it just seemed to be working for one and not for another. Uh, Did Carson lose a fumble this week? He was on like a three-game sled. Didn't he lose two? Might have lost two. Uh, He was on like... Didn't he lose two in two plays? Three fumbles, he lost two of them. two in two plays, yeah. I don't know. He's a talented player, but he struggles with his balls. (laughs) Do you know anyone like that? Yeah. I'd trade him for a penny. Well, (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Him and him and Jones are having a race for most fumbles this year. It's bizarre, but yeah. I think Jones, Jones is going to win. He's win that. Isn't he? <laughs> he's won that. Clearly, clearly the winning that. <laughs> but uh, I, Carson might. Uh, Carson's going to hit double figures for fumbles. Yeah, he's having a terrible year. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with him. He was brilliant that that season. They won the Super Bowl. He was amazing, and he thought, right, they've got a franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years, and he's not been the same since that injury. He came back last year. He was average to good. Then he got injured again. I if and if ever there's a team that need the off season and a quarterback that needs the off season, it's probably the Eagles. Well, there's probably several, but the Eagles. I think they're still technically in the run, but in in the playoff hunt. But only because their division is bad. But yeah, that, that's Dallas's fault. Yeah, I mean it's because the NFC NFC East is just so bad. Th- this week's who the fuck are you, uh, Greg Ward Jr. Anyone ever heard of him before, Greg uh, Ward Jr.? Not before. Apparently, he used to be a quarterback in college. Apparently so. Six receptions for 40 yards uh, for the Eagles today. Like, like was said on the show, they are missing a lot of players. JJ Arthago-Whiteside. Yep. Apparently, you, you don't pronounce the C. It's just Arthago-Whiteside. Oh. He was their number two receiver. But Yeah, he was number two. You're right. He was absolutely number two. But Greg Ward Jr., you know, stepped up, did his job, considering no one knows who he is. It might as well, well have been Paul Farrow. <laughs> From yeah, Northamptonshire. If your number one receiver is Aguilar, you're having issues. Well, Alsh and Jeffrey and Aguilar are both injured. So Zach Ertz was the leading receiver with 12 receptions for, 20, uh, for 91 yards. I'll say go white side because I can't do the th- thing. A figure. A figure. Uh, Greg Yard, uh, Greg Fager. Ward, Dallas Goddard. Jordan Matthews played. Like They've dropped him. And, now, and now they've cut him. Yeah. him. Miles Sanders. Uh, that, they're the only people that made receptions. Yeah. yeah. It, there's not a lot there, but a healthy and well-coached Carson Wentz picks out these players. Yeah. And, and that is the difference. That's that's where we're always going to get back to. And I don't know if it's on the head coach or whether they, just because they lost, uh, did they, who replaced Reich? Was it John DeFilippo or am I no, imagining? No, DeFilippo. He was the quarterback's coach. He was the quarterback's coach. And he went to the Vikings as a defensive so coordinator. So he's lost both of these players yeah, who had impact on him. Uh, sorry, these coaches have had impacts, and I just don't think they've done a good enough job of replacing him. Don't forget, what is he, four years into his career? Yeah, this is yeah. his fourth and year. And he's missed nearly two full seasons with injury. Yeah. So it, it's harsh to single him out, but clearly, if you fix him, it would fix three quarters of the problems yeah, with exactly, the Exactly, because he's, he's obviously talented. He's a very athletic quarterback, so he's got all the traits to be a good quarterback, but there's, like you say, there's something missing. It seems like coaching is probably the, the answer. 
Do uh, you want to talk about the Giants losing to the Bears? Nope. I think that's the best decision you've made in weeks on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so the Giants lost 14 <laughs> to 19. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew you wouldn't want to. They lost 14 to 19. Uh, Pat Sherman's done. Yeah. Because this was a game you probably should have been winning. Because the Bears are pony. On paper, they should beat us. What is the deal with Saquon Barkley? Why have you not shut him down? What is the point of risking him now? Because he's been carrying injuries. He's been struggling. Just get him off the field and wait till next year. Are we still potentially mathematically having a chance of the playoffs? No. Yeah, they're not technically eliminated because the division is so bad. They are technically eliminated because they've got Daniel Jones at quarterback. I, I don't think he's just the problem. The whole team is a problem. But you're only four games off the top of the division or something, aren't you? But you've lost seven straight. And you haven't really looked like you're in the games. And it's no. disappointing because when uh, Jones started and you won two games, it looked like a uh, breath of fresh air. Now it looks like the you, you know, same old, Beginner's same old. luck. Look, it could well be. And Daniel Jones was drafted number six, which everyone said was too high for him. He came in, did a good job to start off with. And I was like, oh, it's a brilliant piece of drafting. Awesome. But now he's, it's come true. He's a rookie. Yeah. That isn't very good. He fumbles too much. Fumbles too much, and fumble was an it was an issue for him. It's, it was an issue for Sam Darnold as well, but they fixed it at the Jets. So there's again, there's a coaching issue there. Where bigger, they, gloves. bigger gloves, <laughs> bigger gloves, bigger gloves. Daniel, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> stop fumbling just, the ball. My, my biggest concern with the Giants is they're putting a lot of work through Saquon that is unnecessary. Play Wayne Gorman or whoever it is as your number two back. Is Wayne Gorman. Ride out the season, get another high draft pick, keep building your team, and make him fresh but for this next year. This is now going to be, what, the third season when yeah, they've got a high draft pick? But you like think about high. it, we get Daniel Jones, we get Barkley, Jerry Judy this year. Hopefully, yeah. That'd I mean, be great. I'd, you know, if you're, depends where you're picking, but I'd be going Chase Young if you get the number two pick and you have a, a what is probably one of the best pass rushers to come out of, out of college. The uh, you do, you remember, do you remember the famous boat picture the last time the Giants made the playoffs? Yep. Yep. What was your record that season? 10-6. and six. Yeah, uh, yes, like I think so. Which means since that boat picture, you haven't won that many games again in yeah. total, hmm. which is which is a catastrophe for such a what should be a well-renowned good team. I I I, I the fear Jets have beaten more teams in the NFC East than, than we. Yeah, have in the last that is years. a great stat. <laughs> Pat Shermer wasn't the right coaching appointment. The guy before the fat chubby fella McAdoo, he wasn't the right appointment. McAdoo. The next appointment you make is crucial because you have your new quarterback who we, we think has some actual talent, and you have a running back who's going to be entering, what, his third year. So you've got potentially two, two, more years. two or three, three, more, three years more years left of him where he's going to be really good. And you, you need to get it right now. Golden Tate's actually been quite good, so use him while he's there. Oh, Slayton looks Slayton good. good yeah. I think you've got some offensive pieces. I really do. Use the high draft picks for the defence and appoint the right coach because Pat Shermer is the wrong coach. Yep. Right, moving on from that, because we didn't want to talk about it too long. Here's another game we don't want to spend too long on. Redskins beat the Lions 19 to 16s. 19 to 16s? 19 to 16. It's been a long day. And uh, we, we got a laugh of watching Dwayne Haskins forget that he needed to be on the field for the last play. Uh, of the game. To be fair, like, you only had to go on the film because they got the, on the field because they got an interception. But even so, even so, yeah, I mean, it's, he was, pr- it's pretty He was having selfies taken with the crowd and they had to send Case Keenum out to take a knee. Yeah, <laughs> that's not responsible quarterbacking, though, is it? No, that's dicking about. But that's, yeah. <laughs> but that's your first game-winning drive. Yeah, come on, give the no, guy a no. Break. I want him to be responsible. After he got seen on camera ab- admonishing his offensive lineman last week, and they basically said, "Who the f- are you?" 
This week he needed to they be. They didn't say anything. They just they just they just looked at him and then wandered off. This week he needed to be the leader, and he's still not the leader. He's just a kid playing games. He won against a team led by Jeff Driscoll. Hey, we've been through this. Just Jeff Driscoll is an all right quarterback. Yes. No, Jeff Driscoll is a good runner. He's not an all right quarterback. That he's is an athlete. Right. Yeah, he's an athlete. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Uh, really, the only good thing about the Redskins is, is sk- still Scary Terry, who had quite a couple of weeks and then turned up again. So th- that's good. That literally is the only good thing about the Redskins at the moment. And what do we yeah. think about the Redskins' defense? They've not been getting... I don't powered. think it's very good. No? I don't think it's great. I think, I think it's better than their record shows, but well, I don't know I how think, you... I think they're on the field too long, which doesn't help. Yes, that like, is... They've got... <laughs> Adrian Peterson can't be a lead running back at this point of time. Darius Geis has only just come back, so we're yet to see kind of what he can actually do. He, all right, 10 carries, 32 yards, 3.2 yards a carry. But yeah, the problem, I think that you're right, there are some good pieces on that Washington defense, um, but they're on the field too long, too often. Absolutely. Like they're just going to get murdered by a decent team, and they almost lost to a pretty average team in Detroit. So, uh, your best tackle the AFC as well, um, and why the Rams didn't? Hey, <laughs> uh, so uh, two teams leading the way there. So uh, first up, let's take a look at Monday Night Football, and uh, the Ravens forty-five to six demolition of the Rams. Um, two teams just heading in opposite directions. Uh, where do you where do you want to start on them? So. The Patriots didn't just take the Super Bowl from the Rams. They took McVeigh's talent. And soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, Jared Goff continues to be uh, something less than mediocre. So currently, <laughs> That's being nice. currently we, all, we have in the past agreed that Andy Dalton is the midline of quarterbacks, I believe. He well, is. Goff's not midline. No, no. no, no. no. I Goff, hope you're not going there. No, no, <laughs> what, what I'm going is, is, is Goff is where, somewhere behind the Dalton uh, the, in this. The Dalton scale was set up for very specific reasoning to bring an average. Okay, so, so where Dalton, is Goff? The Bengals sucked and shit the bed on a regular basis, right? Yeah. But it was never Dalton's fault. Very rarely, yeah. The Rams have a bed covered in shite. <laughs> like this is caked in shite. Who's the, the fella from Trainspotting? This is this is his yeah. Spud's bed. Yeah, this yeah, is the, yeah. Look, look, two hundred. So, but uh, with that, yeah, Goff has been responsible for a lot of the bed shitting in the last few weeks. He's not thrown a touchdown in November. <laughs> no, uh, and he now has more picks than touchdowns on the season. I think it's eleven to twelve. That well, is, well let's face it. And Todd Gurley's not. I mean, yeah, no. Goff has been bad, but Todd Gurley has been equally Six carries, bad 22 as well. yards. I mean, like, the game got out of hand and they couldn't run the ball. But it looked like they were just, they gave up in the second quarter. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're never going to win this. Y- you've got to wonder whether the McVeigh message has got old very quickly yeah. with this team. It's I a do, concern. I, I do worry that we've, like, how old is McVeigh? He's 15. <laughs> 35? Yeah, he like, he's younger than me, so... <laughs> I don't know. Has I'm 35 and I've definitely peaked. I have sympathy with him if that's the case, because uh, I'm, I'm fucked. Like, and, uh, you know, half the NFL must be looking at their coaches think, look, uh, watching this going, is this, is this just predicting <laughs> our <laughs> second and third <laughs> years? Yeah, what, what we just hired. I think the other disappointment in this game was... Like what Wade, the hell Wade is going to happen with the Bengals? Well. Oh, God knows. They hired his mate. There's another oh, 10. <laughs> Zero and 16 is what's going to happen but to the Bengals. But other disciples, Lafleur, possibly? Lafleur's doing all right. Lafleur's doing all like, right. Okay, yeah, we, 
we had a moan about the Green Bay Packers on, on Sunday. They're winning. They're slightly eight and three, yeah, and top of their division. But yeah, um, yeah. I think the the defense worries me here as well because okay, yeah, we know Lamar Jackson is brilliant. We know this is a good offense, but they just looked inept. They looked completely inept, and they've got good pieces. They've got Aaron Donald, and they've. Uh, got what's his face Jalen Ramsey and you know, Clay Matthews who started Clay the season Matthews. really yeah. hot do you know who they could Fowler do you know who they, they, they could do with is uh, the Ravens' version of Marcus Peters <laughs> yeah yeah the guy who's not getting beaten in coverage yeah. Yeah. basically the, and Marcus Peters not in LA any other yeah. time yeah pretty much yeah, I mean, you, love you, him when yeah. he plays in LA for a team that's not from LA <laughs> I mean, you'd rather have the Marcus Peters who went nuts and threw his socks and everything into the field while against uh, the Jets. Yeah. To the point where the ref was just going to pull his trousers down because he'd run out of things. Flags, flags, flags. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> Don't make me do this. <laughs> That's definitely an illegal tackle. <laughs> oh, you're off. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The defense is struggling. The offense is struggling. There is nothing good about this team. I mean, McVeigh had scripted plays last year that they would catch teams out. Hecker was throwing touchdowns last year. There is nothing. I honestly and they don't, need I, a spark. I don't understand how they're six and five at the moment because because they've got so much talent. They, they can win games inept. on that alone. But it's just like last night, they just looked terrible. The tackling was bad. The positioning, the coverage was. Bad. The offense was non-existent. Like they went to the Super Bowl for last year for crying out loud. How do they lose forty-five-six at home? Okay, yes, they've lost to a good team, but they didn't even put up a fight. No, I don't know. I, I, there isn't one thing that you could remedy. It's not like you could take uh, Goff out, put Blake Bortles in, and it might solve it for a couple of weeks while Goff gets over an injury. For instance, I actually think it might not be a bad idea at the moment. I think it'd be. I think. Because Goff's confidence is it must shot be to absolutely. Paul, do you want to you want to join in with that? You think Bortles should be in? Because I'll tell you what, I am giving my vote to Blake Bortles because Jared Goff looks done. You've given him one of the biggest quarterback contracts ever. Yeah, 33 million a year. So yeah. give so him a few games no, off to recover. You, you pay know, him that sort of money. Yeah, you can't. can't. Yeah, you can't. You pay but him he's money. useless to you when he's playing like this. You've got all these talented receivers and nothing's happening. It's okay if they if they trade him away this summer. It's only going to cost them fifty one million. No, no, Goff, Goff is a good player. It's the same as Wentz. The two of them came out of the draft together. They're both really talented, really good quarterbacks who are not being coached properly and are not being given the support off the field that they need. McVeigh needs a break. Probably it might have been too much for him. Too young. Is he the Mourinho of, of American football? I don't know. Is he a dick? Oh, wasn't Mourinho? Oh no, I'm making Mourinho. Um, <laughs> I got very confused. You're, you're, you're a completely different sport. Jose uh, Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs> Jose Mourinho. Mourinho. Mourinho is he yeah. never won anything? <laughs> yeah, Dan Mourinho was rubbish. Um, yeah, look, yeah, potentially McVeigh might well need some sort of support as well because he he was an, anointed. That's the right word, isn't it? As as this all conquering, yes, he was new level of coach. Brilliant his first two yes, seasons, he was. but this is but this is bad. Has, has been Shanahan, Carl Shanahan, continues to impress and has built a brilliant team from the ashes of nothing. I don't think McVeigh's are capable of, of getting near him at the moment. But no, definitely not. Shanahan took, had this amazing electric. Falcons offense McVeigh was the offensive coordinator at the Skins yeah they weren't that good were they no so 
while we're continuing to to beat the Rams down, we have to look at. So let's praise the the Ravens. For yeah, while, Lamar Jackson only threw for 169 yards in this game, but five touchdowns. They off had of that. almost. They had 285 yards total rushing against the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> and when you've got Aaron Donald in your team, you shouldn't be having 285 yards rushing against you. Donald don't had one tackle. Yeah. It's but you can't. Anyway, you we're can't, talking about the good. Sorry. Gus, <laughs> Gus Edwards. No, no, this, is this is good. You can't tackle what you can't catch. No, it's yeah. true. But Gus Edwards had 55 yards. Lamar Jackson, 95. Mark Ingram, 111. Yeah, Robert Griffin. 111 off 15 carries. Robert Griffin, minus three. Just saying. Remember him? He was good, wasn't that just like three nil downs? Yeah, three nil downs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, he, he did throw three passes as well. He only completed one of them, sadly. Um, he's not there to do anything other than j- he is just literally closing the game. He's a guy going out there in a brown coat and a broom. Yeah, <laughs> and let's face it. Look, I mean, the last the last yeah. two results, Ravens have now beaten last year's Super Bowl runners up, um, and they've beaten what we thought was a very good Houston team. The collective totals: eighty-six points scored, thirteen conceded, and they already. Beat the Super Bowl champions as well. Yeah. Uh, so, look, the, the Ravens at the moment are the best team in the AFC, bar none. Yes, bar none. This I mean, is ESPN. Are going to disagree with you? They put New England on ESPN top. are wrong, and no, that's why I should be working there and not working for my crummy self. <laughs> uh, look, the the team is this team is too talented to be anything other than the best. Find me a weakness with this Ravens team. John Harbour might be the pass most rushing. underrated. The pass rush ain't yeah, they good. Only, they only got to Jared Goff twice, and that's not... The, the Rams' offensive line has been bad. Which, by the way, just goes to show you how bad Jared Goff is, as if he was only disrupted that few times, and he was still with his back. Name their pass rushers. Who's, who, sorry, the Ravens' pass rushers. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I don't, I don't think I could tell you who their that's, pass rushers That's the only players I think they could yeah, possibly so improve Jim, on. Jimmy Smith, the cornerback, got one of those sacks as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. that's the only place. Fair. To... John Harbaugh, the most underrated coach, though? Because yeah, I think he's so. An, it, we never seem to talk about him, but they're doing an amazing job. And For com- now. I bet they've completely changed the game plan, haven't they? I mean, they brought in Lamar Jackson last year to put pressure on Joe Flacco, yep. which he did, and then he's took the job. And now this year he's like, right, well we're gonna we're gonna have Lamar Jackson. We're gonna completely change it. We're gonna play to his strength. We're not gonna try and make Lamar Jackson work in a Joe Flacco offense. We're just gonna build everything around him. They've probably got the perfect defensive coordinator with Greg Roman, who was Colin Kaepernick's offensive coordinator in the Forty Niners back when he was good. And he's like, right, I'm basically gonna run the same offense here with someone who's probably better than what yeah. Kaepernick was in his prime. And it's. Working like I mean the Ravens 49ers on Sunday that's going to be a heck of a match. Oh, it's going to be great, isn't it? To be honest, Marquise Brown I think is phenomenal. Yeah. What a gr- and again that's just what they did with Lamar Jackson. They just drafted late in the first round and got an absolute steal. The uh, one of my favorite stats was Lamar was eight for ten on third down, and those two he didn't get he made on fourth down. He's just. Well, this, efficient. This is the thing. I mean, Bizarrely, we've only punted once. No, we're yeah, gonna, we're we're only probably going to talk yeah. about fourth down conversions later when we talk about Dallas. Um, when you've got a player like Lamar Jackson, if you're fourth and three, four, probably fourth and five, it's almost worth going for it because you know that play option is is always going to be there. And you know, providing he can get around the outside, he's probably going to make those. He's probably going to make five yards every time. And, you know, Mark Ingram is playing out of his skin at the moment. Yeah. Gus the bus is doing all right. 
complimenting Ingram. Everything is ticking. Like you say, yeah, but everything's working. The, on the Rams. The, the win it worries me is you don't win the championship at week in November, twelve. Yeah, you don't win it in November. John, and it's you know yeah I mean John Harbour in his press conference afterwards was asked that it's like are the Ravens the best best team of football and he said exactly that he said we're playing very well but the best team of football well we decide that in February yeah so you know and he's experienced I mean he's won a Super Bowl he's experienced enough to know what to do the the Rams are four games back from the Niners and three games back from the Seahawks in this division. It is over. They are not making the playoffs. No. They are closer to Arizona, who are three and seven and one, than they are to anybody else in the division. I mean, their only hope is to get a wild card and they have to they have to rely on the Vikings f- falling over themselves, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's done. I, I, I think you stick a fork in the, in the Rams and you tell them, figure it out for next year. I think you give Todd Gurley the rest of the season off and say, come back fully yeah. fit next As year. As Todd Gurley. Yeah, because he's been terrible. Nice for the Rams. They have an, another running quarterback this weekend. They've got uh, uh, Murray, Kyler Murray. Yeah, and, and I'm surely going to give that defence. You know, there's every chance you. that the Cardinals beat the Rams. Yeah. I, I, I don't, no, I, I don't right. know. We, I don't know who is favourite. I don't look at the at the gambling and stuff like that. But having looked at the teams over the last few weeks, I know the Cardinals had this week off. You'd say that Arizona are going to win that. If the Rams play like that, then yeah, Arizona are winning that game because the, the Arizona offense has been pretty decent. Okay, well, um, in the AFC, also in the AFC, Patriots are ten and one, following a narrow thirteen to nine win over the Cowboys. The conditions were awful, and this was a hard game to watch. Uh, yes. But the New England defence remain Annoyingly, good. it was like one of two games on during during that time period, so you're kind of left watching most of it and not a lot really happened. It's one for the purists. I think th- there's certain things they did which made it worthwhile. And you can, you know, the question of is the New England D this good? Yes. Yes. They got Amari Cooper to... Without a catch, first, since first, first time in his Stephen career, Gilmore had more catches than Amari Cooper. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, he did. As he did pick off Dak, and their defense is that good that Brady can shit the bed. Apparently so. Brady even had a fumble that he managed to fall on and catch as it was on its way down to the ground. Like that was actually pretty impressive. It was. He, he did a good job. Keep his eye yeah, on. I've not seen many forty-two-year-olds move that quickly. No, What's, no. There's that. They had a lot of coverage around Belichick doing the NFL 100 top team and being involved in the panel for that. And a lot of it's just finding the way to win. There's always a yeah. way to find the way to win. Yeah. You know. Now, a few times, you could just flat out cheat. You know, you could find out the play calls of the other team. You could deflate some balls. You can have some fun. <laughs> but they found the way to win, which was shutting down Amari Cooper. You shut down Amari Cooper, you shut down the Cowboys. You've got to have the players to do that, though. And Stephen Gilmore, they've got the players to do that. He has. Absolutely. I think he is. We talked about. I talked about Nick Bosa being a defensive MVP for the year I think Stephen Gilmore is probably in that spot at the moment if quarterbacks threw into the ground rather than throwing at Gilmore this year they'd have a better QBR that's terrifying like he is shutting down receivers like no one else I think it's only the fact that he hasn't got the brand name that Daryl Rivas has he quietly just goes about his business he doesn't make headlines so you're saying I should set up some Gilmore Island t-shirts exactly that yeah I think <laughs> he'd make a fortune but he's, he's been brilliant and I hate the fact that he's on the Patriots the uh, Patriots special teams also showed up big in this game. Oh, the, 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 the touchdown, the only touchdown of the yeah. game came off of a blocked punt. Mm. Michael Slater 
just from nowhere came flying through, blocked the punt. It was a very odd sort of formation that the Patriots lined up in and the Cowboys just didn't cope I mean, with. Every, everyone's kind of voting for Pro Bowl at the moment. You can go on to NFL.com site and vote for your who you want to see in the Pro Bowl. Who else do you vote for on special teams other than Matthew Slater? Matthew Slater year. gets there every, every year because he's uh, brilliant. I mean, it's <laughs> so all he does. He just does his job so so well. This is a guy who gets paid like a wide receiver who has caught two passes in seven yeah. years. He has fifty-four yards receiving in his career. Yeah, but he's here just to do this because in in the was it the third third or late third or early fourth quarter, uh, New England punted and the, in the wind the ball held up and the two Cowboys return men just stood there looking at it and he came flying through and downed the ball at like the 15 yard line and everyone else just looked confused and he just <laughs> I did like the point where I think the Cowboys were about to punt and the, the Patriots just didn't put anyone back there and it completely confused them confused the Cowboys to the extent that they gave away a delay a game penalty yeah but they couldn't cope it, <laughs> they just couldn't sort of figure out all of like... the things that went wrong in this game are Jason Garrett problems because he, yes. he just isn't prepared for the and 5% that you need to win games like this Jerry just... Jones called, called him out afterwards where he said it's a coaching thing like special teams and defence is coaching and like again if I was Garrett I'd be a little bit scared they're playing on Thursday night so they're not going to sack him on Sunday he won't get sacked mid-season but he's done at the end of the year I don't know they've they've sacked people mid-season beforehand I wouldn't be surprised Jones was mad he was mad on Sunday I do enjoy seeing Jerry Jones waste his money (laughs) if I just go back to Matthew Slater for a moment his dad is in the Hall of Fame yeah I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that no, anyone can hold a fame these days? Yeah, even Frankel. Mm. Um, <laughs> but the, the other <laughs> thing, besides the special warmth. teams, is that New England don't really give the ball away. Brady went a very miserable 17 of 37 for 190 yards. But we've said it already. He recovered the fumble when, he, when they actually managed to get to him. He was sacked twice for nine yards, but he gives himself up easily and just keeps yeah. hold of the ball. And, it, and if the throw isn't there, he wings it out so far out of play and just says, I'm not giving this away. I mean, he, he's he, had a couple of bad weeks recently with interceptions where he's been forcing it to receivers that aren't really in tune with what he's doing because we've been shuffling the pack so much. This week, they clearly said, limit the problems and Jason Garrett will beat the Cowboys for you. Yeah, that's And true. that is what happened. And that's what happened when they, were, they had an opportunity to pull level. They were fourth down. They would have got a touchdown. They would have pulled level. But he decided to kick the field goal. Like, you've struggled to get into the red zone for the whole game. Just me, I know. I watched it. If you're in the red zone and you've got, I think it's like six or seven minutes left to go. In those conditions In those well. conditions, you've got to, And even if you don't score a touchdown, you've got the Patriots pinned back. And you, the defense with the Cowboys is, is okay. It's decent. Probably top ten in the yeah. league, so there's a very every good chance that you've got them pinned back into into their own into their own half, and he just you knew he wasn't going to take the risk because he never takes the risk. He's so predictable. It's and that uh, when you're playing Belichick, Belichick's probably like yeah fourth down here. He's not he's not going for it. It's fine. Yeah, the, the 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 Cowboys' chances of winning seriously decreased when they kicked the field goal, even though yeah. it meant they would. Be, there'd be a chance for another possession. They still needed a touchdown. It put them four points behind. And if you don't go for it there on a day when you can't really pass the ball because the weather's so bad and you've got Zeke, that shows no confidence in your team and it, it sort of drains the energy out of everybody. And that is what Garrett has been doing for years to this team. It, it, it's done there. The Cowboys have got a talented team. They need the final piece of the puzzle. This is just it. I mean, to be fair to Jerry Jones, as GM and you know god of all things Cowboys he has built a good team this is a good yeah. roster they've got you know 
three good receivers in Gallup, Cobb, and Amari Cooper. They've got an all-star running back. Dak Prescott is having the season of his life so far. Career, yeah, absolutely. The defense is good. Like, O-line, the O-line is the best O-line. Yeah, there, yeah. there are no excuses for Garrett here. No, no well, excuses. No, and this is, it just proves he's not a good enough coach. No. I, uh, if anyone from NFL is listening to this, can you tell me where I can buy the shirt with the pockets in the front that uh, Dak was wearing? Because I want one of them for when we're at da- when when Wembley Games. It looked lovely and warm. <laughs> just buy a jumper. My jumper's got pockets. When did you get that old? <laughs> I just I thought it was cool, man. Yeah, when, when did you get that old? Where, would, where would you watch coverage in football? Yeah. Oh, that looks lovely and warm. warm. It's yeah. like a lovely top. When I go to the Wembley Games, I could have Mill Werther's originals in there. It'd be lovely. And, uh, no, I just thought it was cool. Uh, so, Thursday Night Football, uh, Texans and the Colts. Houston coming out on top 20-17. to 17. Uh and a nice return to form after the battering they took uh, last week. So uh, finding out this week is no mean, mean thing. Yeah, and um, so has this helped decide the division? I, I thought it did until I saw how well the Titans played. We'll get to them, but th- this basically corrects the wrongs of the week before. Houston never got anything going. They got absolutely demolished, and to come back like this and turn over another team in your division in a in a close game is good for the soul when you've been battered that badly the week before. If they'd have lost this game, I, I think there's a chance of a slide in the division. But the win keeps them on top and it, it's got to be it's got to enable you to look back and go, alright that was a blip, we've moved on. If that blip becomes a slide, you're in trouble, especially in a division that's this tight. Yeah, um, this is one of the tightest divisions in football at the moment. But you're right, it was good to see a competitive game. It's the first time Texans have beaten the Colts at home in three years, I think it is. Oh, really? Yeah, they've always struggled against the Colts, both home and away. So it's a good result for them. DeAndre Hopkins was brilliant again. Just Will Fuller was brilliant. Will Fuller was brilliant as well. But I, we never, I don't think anyone ever seems to really talk about DeAndre Hopkins or build him up as a wide receiver as much as they do Mike Evans or yeah. OBJ or whoever else, Julio Jones. He's bloody amazing. Like Greg Ward the third. Greg Ward the third. He could have Jared Goff thrown to him, and I'm pretty sure DeAndre Hopkins probably would score touchdowns. You know, probably he's literally quarterback proof, as we said before. And you know, I'd want him in my team. I'd yeah. I'd sell the farm to yeah. get him in New York. <laughs> oh, you sold the farm for Daniel Jones. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, you'd want you'd want uh, Hopkins there picking up Jones's fumbles, <laughs> <laughs> and then just running him in. <laughs> <with> <laughs> probably would catch those as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett wasn't brilliant on the day, but to keep the teams to to be so competitive and so close in this division. Uh, there's a good chance both of these teams are coming out of this division, or two of three anyway, with the Titans as well. And this is just... Yep. <sighs> the AFC is always or is always seen as the weaker of the two conferences. Certainly over the last five to ten years. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. But actually, some of the best games are found because some of the teams are so closely aligned inside their own divisions. And this is one of them. Like you say, Texas haven't beaten the Colts at home in years. Uh, same reason that you know the Jags never beat the Titans and so on and so forth. It's, 
it, it's good to see teams be this competitive. Carlos Hyde did a good job again, 67 yards on 16 carries, just chewing up the turf. I think John- he's been pretty impressive yeah, this year. Mm. But Jonathan Williams taking over for Marlon Mack on the Colts. 26 carries, 104 yards, four yards of carry, and a touchdown. It's like there's been uh, no problem with the changeover of the baton there. It's just passed from one to the other. Yeah, it's just a good running team, I think. But when you've got an offensive line that's led by Quinton Nelson, oh. the man monster, it's pretty easy to run behind that. <laughs> yeah, it is. The they have lost Ebon, though. Yeah, he's, he's been put on IR for surgery on both ankles. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and he was their lead receiver on the day. Four receptions for 44 yards. I mean... How good would he be with two working ankles? Yeah, and T.Y. Hilton isn't 100%, is he? I mean, you know, I was surprised no. he played, actually. In the He's game. there because this was so important. I, I, don't, I think if this hadn't been a divisional game, he doesn't play. Yeah, I'd agree with uh, that. They, they need to get Zach Pascal involved more. He was naught of naught for naught yards. Uh, and actually, target. yeah. The only reason he's showing up in the stats. <laughs> and actually, when T.Y. Hilton was out, Zach Pascal played very well. And they need to feed him the ball so that Hilton isn't double-covered all the time. Yeah. I it, agree more. it seems like a an option that they're not using enough. I think uh, you got to mix it up a little bit more. You can't rely on Hilton when he's clearly injured, and now Ebron's out. That's that's done as well. But at least they've got Jack Doyle still. Who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got Passable, Morali Cox yeah. as well. Yeah. Who at one point, caught a touchdown. I think Chester, <laughs> Chester Rogers is there as well. Lots and lots of players. <laughs> should we uh, should we do some more in the a- uh, AFC? So uh, Dolphins twenty four, Browns forty one. Uh, Beat down the Browns fans were waiting for. Actually hanging yeah. some points on the team. Jarvis Landry putting his old team to the sword. And you know what? It's, isn't it nice? Because in soccer you get used to players going back to their old teams. They score score a goal and they you know they don't celebrate. It's all you know. Even though you like I hate that. Oh, there was a John Joe Shelby the other week scored against. Oh, I hate the, Sorry. He scored against Liverpool, and he did, refused to celebrate. And you're like, they could not have tried any harder to kick you out. <laughs> Just turn around to the boss and give him the middle finger, and you know, be like, move well, on. you know, move on. Yeah. What was good to see in and this game? Landry was, did. He yeah, loved it, and he had, but he had an amazing game. Ten receptions, 148 yards, two touchdowns. But it, it, this was. Like you say, this is the performance Browns fans have been waiting for. Yeah, it's coming against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are awful. Chubb got a touchdown. Kareem Hunt got a touchdown. Jarvis Landry got two. Odell Beckham got a touchdown. Looked much better than he has all season. And this is what we're expecting from from the Browns. And, you know, finally they've had a good game. Baker Mayfield played well. 24 from 34, 327 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. But, you know, he's, he's still young. And it's just, it was great to see finally. Like, but, you know... Yeah, it's against the Dolphins. It is the Dolphins. So let's see what they do next week. Who Fitz was still fine. Um, and uh, should we move to the Bills twenty Broncos three? Gore, Gore, Gore. How do you like it? How do you like it? I like it very, very much because In Frank a gold Gore jacket passing Marshall Falk for third rusher of all time. Was Marshall Falk? No, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Well, no, no, he passed. Both of them. Both in, of them in the on game, the day. Yeah. But Barry Sanders into third, quite right. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're just measuring up for the gold jacket already now. Uh, Absolutely. Other than that, he didn't do a lot. He's he's not a great rusher he's anymore. Like, what, 35 now, is he? Did, what's wrong with being 35? Did Absolutely you, nothing, but you're not playing in the NFL. Did you hear his interview after the game? You could tell that's a man that's played for 15 years and got hit a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. He's only, he only missed two games since 2010 or something ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, he deserves to go in the Hall of Fame just for longevity purposes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, but he's he's got the stats to back it up. He's 15,289 yards. Yeah. Average of 4.3 across the... Any, any running back getting an average of over four is a good running back. Like, if you get three carries of four yards, you've got a first down. That's what you want. Yep. Uh... The uh, Josh Allen, <laughs> Josh Allen. Well, yeah, I, I do, but, but just before that, so uh, <laughs> the Browns, uh, so the, the Browns have won three in a row, right? Yep. The last time the Browns and the Jets both won three consecutive games was 1986. 1986. The last I wasn't time. born then, I'm 32 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how long these franchises have been pup. So I just wanted to get that in there before I forget so it, basically. The Browns stopped being a franchise and were reactivated in that time, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, they had three years out, four it's years out. pretty impressive. Yeah, that's how bad they were. They, they didn't exist for well, a little I mean, while. I, I said this last week about, you know, organisations who are bad stay bad until they change ownership, more or less. Yeah, it's true. I do want to give Josh Allen some praise. You're right, because uh, he was supposed to be coming into this game not able to beat Chris Harris uh, I didn't play John Brown in my fantasy team just because of this. And he struggled a little bit early on and then basically decided, no, I'm just going to throw it anyway and see what happens. <laughs> and what happened was an, a brilliant touchdown catch by Brown. It absolutely hit him right there. Beautiful catch, scored. And I don't, I'm not sure what else anybody wants from him. He, he runs. He's probably the third or fourth best rushing quarterback out there. Maybe the second, third. <laughs> um, no, he's, he's great. And he's and he, he's, he's, he's scoring. Second-year quarterback? Yeah. He, he in a, not in a great team? He, he's he's one of these people who's a, just a good all-rounder. He's not the best rushing quarterback. He's not the best throwing quarterback. But he's decent enough. I mean, let's face it. The Bills are now 8-3. and three. I think they're two games clear. I think they've got the, the fifth seed at the moment. And I think they're, they're two games clear of, yeah. the, of the wild card race. And, you know, other teams that are 8-3? and three, The Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and you know, I, yes, I think the, the Bills have got a better defense than the Packers. I think that's kept them in a lot of games. They they haven't scored as many points, but Josh Allen for a second year quarterback is getting it, the job he's done. thrown fifteen touchdowns to eight interceptions this year. But the more important stat I think is the fact that he's rushed for seven touchdowns already. He rushed for eight last year. He's rushed for seven with what five games to go. Yeah, it's like teams. Okay, they they expect Lamar Jackson to run. They expect Deshaun Watson to run. It's like they almost forget that Josh Allen can also. He's pretty like you say a decent runner. He's a big guy as well. Yeah, like he's hard to tackle. Yeah, one one of his biggest uh, detractions last year was that he's. Uh, completion percentage was only, only just over 50%, 52%. Yeah, his accuracy was bad in yeah, college. This year he's up to 60%. Yeah. It, it, that level of improvement, if he can do that again for another oh, year... Oh, if he got to 70% completion, he'd that'd be killing yeah. yeah. I've been down on the Bills as a whole. As, we had noticed. Uh, we were at the start of the year, before the season yeah. started as well. But I'm just looking at the other teams chasing them for a uh, playoff spot. And like, they're pretty much sewn up, aren't they? In, yeah, uh, but the ones changed. Like, so I can't say the Bills are going to be in the playoffs because they just play bad teams. Because the Raiders, I mean, they you know they're in the they're they're in the hunt. They suck still. The Steelers are awful. 
Browns, yeah. They're not, I mean, the Colts and Titans are all right. But yeah, so I think they're they're doing they're they're on merit. So yeah. Speaking of rushing quarterbacks, did you angry. see who the lead rusher for the Dolphins was against the Browns? Ryan Fitzpatrick, thirty-seven year old Ryan Fitzmagic on his birthday, still the best player on the Dolphins team, <laughs> having a whale of a time, just loving it. A dolphin of a time, but yeah, he, he's having a great time. He, he absolutely could not be having more. I can't That's believe you see that. Can't believe you didn't see that coming. I thought you were setting it up. Uh, yeah, I mean. Look, the, the guy is just basically like, I'm 37, I'm being paid millions to just stand here and lob this ball around and, and run. There was one point where he took off for what was a five-yard run, and John and I thought he might have hopped because he was so slow. But Glacial. Yeah, glacial is how John described it. You could almost see it with Tua Tungavaila not being as good as he high in the draft as he as he wants for what it was. The Dolphins might actually pass on a quarterback and take someone like Chase Young, keep Fitzpatrick for another year, and then draft a quarterback next year. I hear there's a good one coming that year. Yeah. What's his name? Sunshine. Brilliant. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Clemson quarterback. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I'm not sure. I still think with the capital they've got, they will take a quarterback. I think they will probably as well. But I mean, they might get one. It might not be their first pick. But it might be their second pick in the first they round. They have got a first-round quarterback on the bench. No, yeah. they've got Josh Rosen. And that bench. is where he, he will be staying. Uh, you know, Fitz makes the team at least fun, even if not competitive. And uh, right now, what more can you have as a Dolphins fan? Yeah, not a lot. That's about it. The Jags and the Tetons met in the other AFC South matchup, and uh, Nick Foles' return continues to kind of be just like the Nick Foles we expected in the in Jacksonville. I think um, Rams version of Nick Foles before Goff got there. He can't leave Philadelphia. This is no. what happens. <laughs> Why doesn't he? Tried, tried it once before, didn't work. Tried it again, it's not working. They uh, they were crushed twenty to forty two. By uh, the by the Tetons and uh, Tannehill. <sighs> Tannehill has earned himself another another season. I think. I think we've, we we mentioned earlier about halfway through the season we're like oh I don't know who would be comeback player of the year and now I can't think of anyone other than other Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh well, nah. <laughs> I can't think of anyone other than Tannehill. I think he's been. Oh, I just don't think you're thinking hard enough. I just. He's been, well, he's been good. He's, I mean, he's doing the things that Mariota didn't do. I, he's completing passing, <laughs> winning. Um, but Run. he's also been good with his legs as well. Yeah. Like Mariota was meant to be one of these quarterbacks that could rush. He's just never really shown it. Tannehill, former wide receiver, still got the pace, playing really well. That touchdown he ran in and got absolutely clobbered. Yeah, as he put his body on the line. Yeah, great. See, the difference between Tannehill and Mariota is Mariota was a lot injured there. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Point. Well, Mario would never have well, let's gone. Let's face it, like Tannehill hasn't been—he's never been injury-free, has he? He's had his no, fair no, share he's, he's of, had, of he's bad had problems, but it doesn't seem to affect him as much. Like you say, he's puts his body on the line. Yeah, two he, touchdowns. He's much less of a confidence-based player than Mariota. So when Mariota's playing well, he continues to play well. But as soon as it falls apart or he gets an injury or anything, he goes the other way. Whereas Tannehill is very much a plateau quarterback. This is how I play. I know my limitations. Let's not forget, he played on some shonky Dolphins teams. Oh, yeah. So yes. he's always had a bit of a this reputation. And, and this is why I've often said I'd like to see Dalton play somewhere else. I don't think he's a great quarterback. But he's played on an awful team for but years. Dalton will end up at the Dolphins now. <laughs> Dalton had AJ Maybe. Green, whereas, uh, and, you know, Tannehill had Jarvis Landry. Who but he has AJ Brown. So that's and he's something. He's had AJ Brown now, who is looking really good. But 
Yeah, I think if Dalton would have realised he was being dropped a week before, you could, you know, the Philadelphia could have at least saved themselves this shit show that they're, they're currently in. But <laughs> they're, yeah. never, they're never going to trade never, for Dalton no. and replace Wentz with, with Dalton, though. But, but, oh, whatever, but yeah, it's. Um, I, I think for me, this is one thing that frustrates me with all of this is Griff was right. Yeah, it's so <laughs> annoying. And, and I hate that more than anything. It does happen occasionally. It's like uh, a stop clock is right, yeah. right today. <laughs> if I say enough shit, some of it will, some of it will stick. Yeah, it's, it's true. But I thought this was reasonably predictable. I don't think this was a hard one to pick out. Tanhill's not a bad. He's a first-round quarterback. He's not a bad yeah, so player. So is Josh Rosen. Yeah, Josh Rosen. So is Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and Marcus Mariota should have been better than he was and probably wasn't handled properly, and it hasn't worked out. But Dan Hill was always going to outplay him. He'd always get a chance to play. And I think he's going to be the start of their next year. Yeah, I do as well. Even if they draft another quarterback, I think they will say, here's your chance to sit and learn behind a player who's done it all and been here already. And so... Done it all. He's been through all of the things <laughs> you can do in the NFL other than win the Super Bowl. Here's a man who's earned money from an NFL team. Yeah, he's a man who's led last-minute drives to win games. I mean, it's never massively pretty with Tannehill, but it's effective. And effective is all you need when your defence is actually quite good and you've got one or two other pieces and you've got an elite running back. And think Derek Henry is an elite running back. Only against this team. Only in a straight line. Derek Henry... I mean, I'm I'm a little biased here because I've got him on my fantasy team, so... Quite frankly, I'm in love with him. Didn't he's he? been brilliant this year. Absolutely brilliant. He's always brilliant against the Jaguars, though. He's he's always oh, he's always the best running back in the world when it comes to against the Jaguars, but he's been great all season. And uh our colleague who's not here this week, uh He who should not be named. He's not Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> he slagged me off right royally for taking Heron Henry in a in a fantasy he's outperforming Saquon Barkley who was first overall yep just as a, a as an aside you know the Titans are now 4-1 and one under Tannehill having started 2-4 and four under Mariota uh, I don't it's not all on Mariota but certainly like I say effective is the right word Tannehill's doing the right things if, if the Titans are two scores down with Tannehill, you think they're still in with a shout. Whereas if they ever got two scores down with Mariota under centre, you thought yeah, game's done. Yeah, done and dusted. Yeah, and um, in a tight division, they've got the Raiders this week. Can you tell me the last Titans quarterback with them. two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns? Steve McNair in 2001. It was indeed Steve McNair in 2001. To be fair, that's the only other Titans quarterback. That is oh, Blaine Gabbert. That is quite Blame a comparison. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert, yeah. It's quite some comparison, though, Steve McNair. That's a long time as well, 2001. 18 years since a, a quarterback at the Titans managed to do that. Gabbert was a Jags quarterback. He was not a Titans quarterback. Vince Young. Vince Young. Sure, Blaine, Blaine Gabbert was a, was the Jags' first-round choice. Blaine Gabbert was at the, the Tetons as yeah. well. Didn't, actually, didn't uh, Gabbert, Gabbert come in and replace Mariota on um, one of his many injuries? <laughs> yes. Maybe. Are you not thinking of Matt Castle? Uh, Ryan right. Tannehill... Well, he did get drafted by the Jaguars. Yeah, I know I was. But he has played for Tennessee. R- Ryan Tannehill also has three rushing touchdowns in the last three games. Uh, how many did he have in his previous 31 games? Two. Two. I mean... That was another number I just plucked out of what, nowhere because I thought what, it was going to be low. What more 
it, there's nothing else he can do. If they're, <laughs> if they're not confident in keeping him for next season, they must have somebody very good lined up because I don't see how else he could be projecting himself no, onto no. this team. Should we go on to the other side, though? Uh, Jags. Uh... It's all over. Marone's done. Coughlin might be out as well. I, I, Shard Khan's got to blow this up and start again. He either blows it up and starts again where they are and tries to build, or he says to the league, if you want me to move, this is when we move, and we move now. Because it's over. The fans are not interested. The team is not performing. This is not the defence that it was. Terrible no, now. no. It's, it's more or less the same. Okay, yeah, they've lost Jalen Ramsey, but it's more or less the same pieces on defence that, that they had in the Saxonville in year. In the Saxonville year. And it's just not getting a job done. No, it's, um, it's bad. It's yeah. just it's a bad defence. Uh, you do wonder about the. There's a lot of guys who are sort of. Contract years, aren't they? Like Ngokwe and Ngokwe would get signed somewhere. If he oh yeah, they, they should be trying to keep him because he was a like he was a great pass rusher. Even last year when they were pretty bad, he was still a good pass rusher. And they let Fowler go because they had Ngokwe. Yeah, and just make you, you do feel like the two players sort of I think saving themselves for yeah. other teams. But um, the thing that worries me about having to blow it up and start again is. They got nothing to build around. No, and Shahid Khan, he has a history of expensive rebuilds in other part, in, other, in his other franchises that he to follow. Yeah, them, right? I mean, the, the and they, AEW. and he spends big and doesn't always get returns. I mean, he shouldn't be in charge of anything no. really. He should just be the money man. Yeah, he's not a Jerry Jones, but Jerry Jones um, is better his son. That. His son does a lot of it, and his son is exactly the same. But then, like, they have got Tom Coughlin there. Do they do they turn it over to him and say, look, you do all the football stuff, we'll do all the business stuff, because, you know, we're, he's obviously very good at that because he's made a shit ton of money. Um, do they let Tom Coughlin just say, just have, like, What does like Coughlin a, do? I don't know. It's just because thing, Coughlin's a, a renowned coach who was the Jags' first ever head coach. Yeah, that's right. Give him the reins if you're going to have him there and let him see if he can work some magic yeah, again. Yeah, do they give him like, the role that John Elway has at the Broncos where it's like, okay, you're, we haven't, we're not going to have a GM. We're going to have an executive vice president or whatever it might be and say, right, you can have the structure you want. Do you want to bring in a GM or do you want to make the decisions? Bring in a new coach because I think you're right. Doug Marone's done. Like, it's not even that. If Doug Marone's going, which I think he is, if you're keeping Coughlin in any capacity, you say to him, right, you've got two years, you can be Belichick for two years, coach and GM, and see just, what you can do. I just think he's too old for that. I don't think he'd do it. But I don't think Coughlin thinks he's too old, and that is where the problem is, because I think he causes problems with Marone and interferes. Well, yeah. That's... So if you're going to have him around, you have to let him do everything, or you say you're all gone, and you clear out. Because I don't think Coughlin plays well with others. He no. never had that no, reputation no, 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 before. What true. makes him think he can do it there? I think he really loves being part of the Jaguars franchise. Mm. And I think he really loves being in football. And I don't necessarily think he's too old. I just think if you're going to have him there, you might as well let him loose. So then do you say to him, like, like you say, you, you're the, the czar of football, you're the coach, <laughs> GM, whatever, and bring in an offensive coordinator who you can groom, to, or a defensive coordinator, wherever where you choose to go, to groom to be the head coach when he wants to retire? Yes. I, th I think so. I just think if Coughlin's going to be there, he needs to be your man. I, I, I can't understand how it works. I've never known why they've got two powerful figures, Coughlin and Marone. It cannot possibly be a comfortable atmosphere, especially on a team that loses too much. 
Because that's what the cons do. They just throw money at stuff. Uh, okay. Um, the Raiders, we're going to uh, come to our catchphrase again. They shut the bed, quite frankly, against uh, the Jets. We were calling them the dog shit Jets again four weeks ago. Yeah. You've got to remember, they were playing last season the dog shit Raiders. Yeah, true. This was the dog shit bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but the Raiders are good. The Raiders have been all right. We've been legitimately saying they could be a, a playoff hopeful. You know, they they were challenging Kansas have dropped off a little bit, and they were challenging Kansas in the AFC West. Certainly looking like they were in, a, in for a shout for wild card. And I don't know what happened on Sunday because they were just they were awful, terrible, absolutely awful. You know, the Raiders have got a negative point differential this season because when they lose, they, they lose properly big, lose. Yeah. yeah, and when it starts to fall apart, the wheels come off because the secondary is terrible. So once they start getting picked on and opposing quarterbacks can see where they need to direct the traffic, that's what happens. But anything they had on secondary, they traded away to the Texans. But that guy wasn't very good either. Con- Conley? Gary on Conley. Wasn't, wasn't very good either. That's why they got rid of him. I, I don't think they're concerned. I think their feeling is, right, we're drumming up some support. We've shown that we can do it on offense. This next draft will be all about defense. Then we'll be a decent team. Because the offense is good. It's just they, they got away from them so quickly in this game. They didn't know what to do. And also, the Jets finally turned up. Yeah. The Jets' defense played. Le'Veon Bell played. Right. He still hasn't got a 100-yard game, but he was there. They were using him in play action. Like like the Browns. This is the, probably the Jets team we're expecting to see yes. coming into the season where, you know, Donald was, Donald was really good. He's been so good since Ghost, yeah, ga- Ghost Game. Exactly. Well, he had that one bad game against the Jaguars. But, but then but yeah, after that, generally 20, for 20, 20 for 29, 315 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. It's the last time the Jets scored 34-plus points in three consecutive weeks. Who was their quarterback? Mark Sanchez? No. 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 Uh, it was... Ooh. Vinny Testaverde. It was, was it like 2001 or something? No. Before then? Oh. 2008. 2008. Who was their quarterback? Fitzpatrick. No. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Wow. Haven't they finished with 34 points for three, three times, games, three games, games in a row? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, like it, it, it's, it's suddenly working for them. I still don't think Adam Gase is the right person, but the team is well, the that, team is doing something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what scares me is that he's going to do well enough to get another season. I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think be. he's the right coach. I'm talking to Bowles. It worked for Todd Bowles, didn't it? With this being the dog shit bowl. Yes, it did. It did. And uh, look, I mean, I, I want to see Darnold play well. I think he's he's not been able to represent his talent so far in the NFL. He is the best quarterback out of that draft class. He just hasn't been able to play like it. I don't think another season saddled with Gase is the way forward. So winning now might not be the best thing for him. But the uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, they dropped Carr and brought in Glennon, who then dropped two fumbles in who three. The, who then like ultra shot the bed. <laughs> Brought his own bed to the party. That's why he's transporting. Why is that good? He got in the bed. This is someone else's shit. <laughs> this is the worst. Um, no point should you be dropping Derek Carr for Mike Glennon. Fact, yeah, Mike Glennon came in and shat Derek Carr's bed for him. <laughs> it was probably, bad. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure what they thought they were doing there. I, I guess basically they just thought the game's away from us. Why are we risking Derek Carr, who's had a really good season? Because I was following it on um, <laughs> following it on Twitter because <laughs> Red Zone and whatever they hadn't. I, I turned them out to Mike and I was like, I think they've just dropped Carr, and he was like, Nah, they ain't gonna do that. And I was like, Yeah, no. <laughs> and they brought on Glennon. He's like, 
No, nah, they ain't going to do that. And then the, the first thing we see is, oh yeah, by the way, Scott Hansen comes on. Uh, just so uh, you know, the Raiders have benched Derek Carr, and then they just showed you his first three plays of utter toss. Like, <laughs> it was at that point I tuned in properly because I thought that Nate Peterman was going to be the quarterback. I was like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Peterman's back. That's what we're all waiting for, let's I be just, honest. I just imagine the sideline of Grudin. Come on, Mike, show him what you can do. I'm okay, Chloe. <laughs> The thing is, he loves, it again. he loves Mike Lennon. He thinks Mike Lennon's brilliant. And five years ago, Mike Lennon was a good talent. And his career died the day the Bears drafted Mitchell Trubisky because all his confidence drained out of him. Yeah, that's saying something. And oh, that was brilliant, though, wasn't it? Just watch <laughs> his, his face. But yeah, should we uh, yeah. move on? Steelers 16, Bungles 10. It's all about the quarterbacks here. So oh, this, God, this was yeah. a bad game, but Mason Rudolph <laughs> yes. Mason Rudolph might be the worst quarterback we've seen on display this season. They've been winning in spite of him. Uh, he got benched in the third quarter, yep. and Devlin Hodges racked up more yards in two completions <laughs> than Mason Rudolph had managed in, in half a game. I will just say... Is Mason Rudolph it, still concussed? I was, but yeah. Hodges had those two plays... Everything else he did was shit. Yeah, but at least he had those two plays. At least, he had, but those two plays won the game. <laughs> it wasn't him. <laughs> Washington, yeah, James Washington, yeah. Josh Washington got a seventy-one a, a yard touchdown. Yeah, 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 handoff yeah, yeah. on B.W. Webb, who uh, <laughs> B.W. Webb, which, which is fine. Giant sucking the plays. <laughs> I said this earlier in the season. Do you not think that? the Steelers look like they know what they're doing when Hodges comes in whereas when Rudolph is in there everyone just runs around and hopes he throws the ball because he doesn't have any timing he, <sighs> there is no timing he never throws the ball until someone's got a hand on him basically it's hard to judge on that game because uh, we're not just judging from, on that game apart he's from been no, 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 I'm just saying for Hodges it's hard to judge on whether they have any more confidence because it doesn't seem like they did but they're missing so many pieces they are missing so many pieces they're not missing Benny Snell Jr though what a great no. game from running here. 98 yards. Yeah. Brilliant game. It, yeah, if you brought in Jalen Samuels uh, into your fantasy team, you were... Uh, you face like thunder You on were a sofa. little angry two, until, two carries for six until yards. Lamar came on on Monday night and, and won, won it the, for you. Won me the division. <laughs> Look, Dalton apparently is coming back for the for the Bungles. Yeah, apparently Ryan yep. Finley is being dropped and Dalton is back in. Do you think they suddenly realised they need to win a game? Because I do not know why they didn't insert Andy Dalton, win this game, and then just say to him, right, you're, you're off again. Yeah. I mean, this they game was there for the taking. Fast towards 0 16. And, like, it, and it's the least talked about 0 16 I've ever heard. We've had other seasons where teams have been not this bad, and we've been sitting there going, they're going to be 0 16, they're going to yeah, be 0 16. But the problem is, you haven't had it. When the Browns went 0 16, they were the true mark of shitting the bed, they were the true mark of suck, right? There was no one else around them who was that bad. But this season, you've got the Redskins, who are utter dross. You've got the Dolphins, who are purposely trying to be bad. Giants are terrible. Yeah, I see your point. The Redskins are are having to basically give away tickets to watch shite. I see your point. Have we been spoiled for suckiness by the Browns? I have never been spoiled for suckiness. It's it's a bad year. Have the the Browns unleashed Stargate of... The, the difference is the Browns in their own 16 year were competitive in 14 out of 16 games that season yeah. and the Bengals have yet to be competitive this was their closest game I think uh, they they were at a point where they were going to beat the Bills but they didn't and they should have beaten all they had to do was put Dalton in for two series in this game and they win there's one or two games where the Bengals have been competitive whereas the Browns were 
in that in that year, they weren't. Losing. I think they got blown out twice. Yeah. that year. That's all. The Bengals, it, look, it's it's done, and and bringing Dalton back seems futile now, unless they're literally thinking get one win, and then drop him again. Because I don't know why else you would do it. No. Finley, what are you supposed to judge off a guy who's just getting pummeled and hasn't got AJ Green uh, to throw to? There are so many things wrong with this Bengals team at the moment. They should before the trade deadline. We past. said Green should have gone. They should have got rid of... They should have tried to trade AJ Green. They should have tried to trade Dalton. They should have tried to get rid of Gina Atkins, Carl Dunlop. Got as many draft picks as they could for the upcoming draft. Blow up the team. Start again. Because there there's no real talent on this on this team. Well, uh, finally, uh, just when we thought the Falcons were back on the, back on the uh, track, <laughs> they crashed. Burnt... <laughs> And uh, the Bucks, they made Jameis look competent. Keeping with the theme of this evening, this bed was well and truly shattered. (laughs) This was messy. You you having the detail that you provide to us? I'm not going to say script or running order because that's not what it is. We talked about you talk about the Falcons being back on the bus. The bus started moving, and it's just like, no, no, Dan. Could could we throw you under it? Is yeah. the bus being driven by that guy from E17, Brian Harvey? <laughs> 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 Who fell out of his own car and ran himself over. Dan Quinn's had too many baked potatoes yeah. for lunch. <laughs> Do you know what, though? It's games like this that mean that Jameis Winston's going to be starting for the Bucks next year. Yeah. Oh, and it's know. just wrong. He's not this good. Three touchdowns, two picks. The two picks in the first quarter were dreadful. Awful. What was he doing? But then the Falcons didn't capitalise and let him win. And the Falcons are now back to the bottom of this division again. Just imagine what a competent quarterback would do with the 2,000-yard receivers in Godwin and Evans. Godwin deserves more respect. He crucified me in fantasy this week. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I mean, the person who owns him in fantasy. That's the problem. Well, he is the problem, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, seven receptions, 184 yards and two Dutch t- touchdowns. Yeah. The first, the long touchdown was just, it was been great from him, but the tackling from Atlanta was shonky. And the second <laughs> one, the least. second one was a, a bad throw uh, from Jameis, which he turned into a, an amazing which catch. Which was tipped. Yeah, well... A tipped cat, a bad I throw, didn't tip, tip. I didn't a bad throw tipped, caught one-handed. Yeah, that'll do. By his by, uh, his ankles. He's great. Godwin's been yeah. There. We uh, we did get some big guy touchdowns in this game. The Vita Vea, the biggest guy touchdown. The biggest guy touchdown. Vita Vea, the biggest guy ever to score a touchdown. Yep. And Dominican Sue. Are we talking big in size or big in name? Uh, both. Good. Yeah, because you didn't use his full name there. No, because I can't. It's not like Tua Dunga Valaya. I can do that one with the accent. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Vita Vea and Ndama Kansu became the first pair of defensive tackle teammates to each score a touchdown for the first time in a game since week 14 in which year? 98. Nope. Much 92. earlier than that. M- earlier than that. 84. 89. I think you're fine. It's Tevita, Tuliaka, Ono, Tu, Peloto, Masisi, Vahe, Fahoko, Falatau, Quick, get his medication. He's having a stroke. Yeah, he's the heaviest <laughs> by seven pounds. Wow. To catch a touchdown. <laughs> his mum's so proud. Um, who the chuff is Quadre Ollison? <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> is this the guy the Falcons are now having to play at running back because it turned out Brian Hill could only do it for one week? Well, this is just literally random name generator at <laughs> running back for the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> I assume he's like a member of the cleaning staff or something and they just got him in there. <laughs> I just thought it's like Dan Quinn's gone on a website and <laughs> your, na- your name this week. 
Quandre Allison. Dengry's just playing Madden. What's the, that came up. <laughs> what's the like American equivalent of teletext? Where like we got you know that uh, Roy Sendo. <laughs> oh yeah, Roy Sendo, the famous Wickham footballer who got his job through, through teletext. teletext. Yeah, yeah. it is a bit that way. Some niche knowledge coming into yeah. that. Absolutely, yeah, it's a bit sad. There's a lot of anyone American listening. Going, what? What the hell are they talking about? Uh, Shaquille Barrett continuing to. Uh, you know, a bit of front runner. and a half sacks. Twelve and a half sacks. Twelve and a half sacks. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. If, is he leading the sack race? He's certainly right up at the top. Definitely right at the top. Yeah. Um, and, and and let's not forget, uh, Jameis has now set a career high in interceptions for a single season with twenty. Just remember, he isn't this good. It's week twelve. Yeah, <laughs> he isn't this good. He doesn't deserve to be playing there. I next think that's season. the reason that I don't think he'll be there next year. Like he had an off-season coaching with. Um, Bruce Arians, if you, can, if you can't eradicate those touchdowns after that one off season with, you know, f- let's face it, four year, four five years experience yeah, as well, yeah. five years, yeah, it's just not going to happen, is it? Uh, no, he's the joint sack leader with Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones and Shaquille Barrett both have twelve and a half sacks. Yes, Thank they you. do. Impressive stuff. So should we? Uh, that, that was the roundup. Um, so. Let's take a quick look at the standings. So, yeah, basically, good week for the Vikings who didn't play. Uh, other than that, uh, it's still Patriots, Chiefs, Ravens, Texans in the AFC with Bills and... Steelers? Uh, Steelers. Steelers are still so in the playoffs. But yeah. And then in NFC, it's 49ers, Saints, uh Cowboys. Packers and Cowboys. Yep. And then Vikings and Seahawks. In the, uh, so no real change there. Just the, the, the Bengals are the only team mathematically eliminated from yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, there will be a few more this week. <laughs> oh, yes. In the complete... <laughs> I can't even think of the right word. Complete non-shock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the Bengals are eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> most, <laughs> most obvious shocking fact of the week. And uh, <laughs> in line with the sky is blue, the Bengals <laughs> are out the playoff race this week. If um, New England clinches the playoff this week, if they win and Oakland uh, or Pittsburgh lose. I'd say we're fairly safe. If you tie... Uh, and Oakland lose and Pittsburgh lose, then you you know you, st- you still get through. I think we're so good. I think you're fine. Um, and uh, I think in the NFC they they clinch the division if they win. Who the Saints? Oh, the Saints. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I knew it was close for them. I, th- I think uh, it's, it's game of the week this week. Ravens and Niners. No, it was not. It's not in prime time. What? Yeah. The Ravens and Niners game is a one o'clock Eastern time kickoff. So for those viewers in the UK, it'll be the five, well, the six o'clock kickoff. We need to we need to make sure we're all sitting together to watch that. It's going to be a game. Uh, I mean, I'd be surprised if Sky don't show that game because yeah, somebody will be showing. I mean, the way those two teams are going, it's potentially a, a preview of the, of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, elsewhere as well, you've got the Chiefs and Raiders. I think, think that is one of the primetime games. Uh, yeah. And I think the Patriots is the other one. Patriots, so Texans. Yeah. Patriots, Texans. Is, Cardinals, is that Monday Rams. nights? Uh, Don't be surprised, by the way, if the Texans, with their Lamar light quarterback, beat 
the Patriots. Because look at Lamar Light. This is a guy who's going to be leading the league in passer rating after his first three seasons. I'm not. I'm so not having a go. Work. I'm not having a go. What I'm saying is, the Patriots lost to the Ravens because we couldn't contain Lamar Jackson. I mean, and Desha- Deshaun Watson is the next closest. Deshaun thing. Watson in his first season came very close in the Patriots he, as yes well. Yes, he did. Yeah. But this is what this is what Deshaun Watson's Texans do. They go and play the Patriots and they lose by a score contentiously. That's yeah, true. It'll happen again. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I'll leave it up to you. We're, we're an hour and a half in. Do you want to play? play How long is the game? I can, we can probably do it in three minutes. Then let's play the do game. It in three minutes. Okay. A quick play, game of play your Cardinals. Cardinals right. oh. This week, we're doing it based on salary of offensive linemen. Because we're gonna, we might have a few shocks of like how the ever they were. So we're going to start off Brandon Brooks, who's had a, an eventful weekend. Uh, he, uh, of course, left the game uh, due to anxiety. Who <laughs> 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 yeah. does he play for? The Eagles. He left the game due to what? What anxiety? He had an anxiety, an, an anxiety attack, and I'd have an anxiety attack with left. with Carson Wentz at quarterback. So, <laughs> which is yeah, put something to consider when uh, Wentz we're playing, we're <laughs> has a bad game. Two of his offensive linemen have uh, been diagnosed with anxiety. Wow. We're playing player Cardinals, right? Not who's the biggest pussy of the week. No, no. So, so who's the biggest pussy? <laughs> Him <laughs> so, or Deshaun Kaiser? He earns eight million a year. Okay. To be scared. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> Jason Kels. Jason Kelsey. 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 Do you earn more or less than mm. 8 million? I, I would say he earns more because he is a top quality centre. He is, yeah. I'll go more. I think centres. Uh, yeah, they're going to be the second paid. 8.2. Yeah. So. Okay. Boom. Weston Richburg. Who? The centre for the 49ers. Yep. More. Less. Less. More. Whoa. 9.5. We gave him a big contract. Mike Pouncey. He's the Chargers centre for the for centre for the Chargers. Less, he's less. I've tried to get a lot of centres on Madden. He's only <laughs> he's only a, he's only a couple of years older, but yes, he's on eight point five. Oh, Ryan that. Khalil, who is the centre for the Jets. Oh, less. He's really old. He came out of retirement. Less. He's thirty-four. Yeah, less. Eight point four. So less. Just less. Bloody hell. Still a lot of money for an old guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Joel Bitonio, who is the left guard for the Browns. He is. Twenty-eight. It must be less. It has to be less. That he's terrible. Terrible. He has been to the Pro Bowl, though. He's the, he's, he's high My mum's been so to the saying, Pro Bowl. I'm saying more. 10 million. What? Oh, that's overpaying. Kevin Zeitner. Went more. Traded to the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, more. More. 12. 12 million. Marquise Pouncey. The guy who kicks people in the helmet. Yeah. Centre for the Steelers. More, more or less. More. More, more than less. 12 and a half. Less. Less. Uh, 11 million. For helmet kicking. Yeah. Lane Johnson, who I think is the other um Eagles. For the Eagles. Yeah. 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 He's, I think he's the other one who and what was the previous number? Eleven. Eleven he's a tackle more. Yeah, thirteen, surely. Eleven point two. Ooh. Still more. Lane Johnson's a good player. Yeah. Very good. Very good. good. Good value. Um okay. Dwayne Brown, left tackle for the Seahawks. Oh they've got a left tackle? Yeah. I just thought they had a sieve. <sighs> More or less than eleven point two five. I've got a feeling I, they gave him a contract because they didn't. They oh, trade no, for no, 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 him. He's thirty four. He yeah, he came from the Texans, didn't he? And he was oh, well paid. Got there. a horrible he's feeling. He's, he's on like a short say, deal yeah, for like thirteen. That's million, a team that had cap space as well. Yeah, and they've they've given that turnstile a big contract. Go on. Yeah. Eleven and a half. So uh, more. Christ Almighty. Okay, Andrew Whitworth. Less. Less. More. Less. 
Oh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to be competitive. So eleven point two five. Russell Akung, left tackle for the Chargers. Hopefully less. Thirteen point five. He was never good at the Seahawks. Jake Matthews, left tackle for the Falcons. More or less than 13. First round pick. I'm going to go more. More. 14 and a half. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Joe Staley, left left tackle for the 49ers. I'm going to go less. Less, but it should be be worth the money. I'm going to go more. 14. So less. Less. Nate Solder, Nate Solder, uh, left tackle (laughs) for the Giants. More. I'm going to say more because it'll be funny. I say 16 million. 15 and a half million. <laughs> he was the most uh, expensive. He does, he does uh, the same job I do. <laughs> he was the most expensive. He's a <laughs> Taylor Lewan, a walking, a walking penalty. Less, but the, the guy is awesome, but he does give away too many penalties. But I'm going to say less. Yeah, less. More, 16 million a year. Oh, he's, a, he's a big dude. Did you see him on the sidelines? <laughs> he's a big dude. He was the sidelines. And finally, <laughs> finally, Trent Brown. More. He's got a huge contract. Yeah, less. More or less. and a half million less. or something. Sixteen and a half. He's oh, the most highly Jesus. paid yeah. offensive right. lineman. Uh, right, right tackle for the for also, the uh, also Raiders. Also one of the biggest. So paid per the pound. About about four minutes there. So uh, thank you for listening. Well, we will be back next week with more insight, opinion, and uh, probably just saying shit the bed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> leave us a five star review wherever you listen and don't forget to look us up on social media or on Twitter at the snap UK and <laughs> put the bed dot code yeah. UK. but uh, from us it's thank you and we'll see you next week and uh, oh, happy Thanksgiving to all American listeners all two of you yep. and what we'd be thankful for is telling us you've shit the bed as a review on Apple <laughs> yeah on Apple <laughs> Podcast yeah